Welcome to Winds of Change, a Reckless Abandoned Ministries podcast. What you are about to listen to is something we believe has the power to spark change in your life. We pray that God not only blesses you through it, but that he reaches into your heart and stirs things up to bring about change in your life, change that glorifies him and builds his eternal kingdom. The song playing is Satisfied by About a Mile. You can find it on all digital platforms, including Spotify, iTunes, and Amazon Music. We are very grateful for their sponsorship of our program in this way. Well, hey, podcast listeners. I'm here with Dawson Coyle, a contestant on season 12 of The Voice. And Dawson, could you tell us a little bit about yourself? Yeah, um, my name is Dawson Coyle. I am 18 years old. Uh, I'm from Williamstown, New Jersey. I um, I started playing music when I was about 13 years old, and um, you know, this this past year I started the Voice Experience, and it's just been such a fun journey. It's been awesome. And so this podcast is called Winds of Change, um, and so kind of our thing with that is we're interviewing people who are the the change in the culture they are the next generation they are coming through and so kind of walk me through where you are at where you're kind of progressing right now after the voice yeah um so you know before the voice i I was doing some concerts around the area and you know just really trying to push my name out there trying to trying to uh, just make it and um you know after the voice i'm still doing concerts and stuff but um, it's it's got more of a, a purpose and a meaning now because I can I can share my testimony I can reach a larger crowd and um, you know I've definitely seen I've seen the like the evolution of of uh, my vocals like because y- you work with amazing vocal coaches um, and it's it's just such a cool a cool change that happens after the voice where you get back home and everyone's kind of standing behind you and uh, you, you can really like connect with your entire community. That's really cool. And so kind of walk me through, um, like I've, I've spoken through or spoken to some people who've been, you know, on The Voice or on other um, similar shows, but kind of walk me through your experience because everyone's experience is unique. And then talk a little bit about how being a Christian kind of plays into that. Yeah. So uh, back in like last April, I want to say, I, I got an email from The Voice and they said, uh, we found your, your cover of Let It Go by James Bay on YouTube. And uh, we want you to come to um, the callbacks in New York City. Uh, so it would skip the open calls and go right to the callbacks. And uh, so I went to, I went to New York um, around August. Um, and, you know, I, I went, I auditioned uh, in front of one of the producers. I sang like three songs and then uh, they sent me home after doing a lot, like, a lot of paperwork. They sent me home and then a few weeks later they called me and they said they wanted me to come to executive auditions. Uh, this time in LA. So they flew me to LA for about four days. I went to executive auditions. I did pretty much the same exact thing I did in New York. And, um, and then, you know, I went back home and that was after they kind of, they told me they want me to come to blind auditions. So, uh, in October I went to blind auditions. Um, you know, we, we all kind of stay in a hotel and they kind of lock us down in a hotel. So we, we live there for about a month and we can't leave the hotel at all. So it's like, it's, you go kind of crazy near the end, but, um, it's, it's a fun experience. Cause you're like, you're living with these, these other 48 contestants. Um, and you all become like this one giant family. Like everyone loves everyone. Um, we're all hanging out in you know, the pool and the hot tub and the, 
the uh, the cafe. We're all kind of in that area together, and uh, yeah, it's it's such a fun experience. It's almost like a summer camp. And um, you know, after after the blind auditions, I went back in January to uh, the battle rounds, um, and then the battle rounds into the knockout rounds, and it's pretty much all the same things that are happening in the hotel. But uh, it just it starts getting a lot more stressful because it's more like you know get in the van, go to the studio, hair and makeup, and uh, all that process. Go to these interviews, talk to these people, stand in front of this Toyota. <laughs> um, so it, it's it's a great experience, it really is, and like we all we all become this one giant family. You know, we're we're kind of starting to reach out and get connected with with other contestants from other seasons to try to you know widen the family up. But we're all still in contact with one another. Um, we all we we FaceTime each other like every night. And uh, it's just, it's a great, it's a great thing. So, you know, uh, that, that was my experience. Um, other people from this season will have similar experiences, but they'll have, you know, uh, some, some different aspects to it. But, but yeah, it's been, season 12 has been so much fun. And then how does being a Christian kind of play into that? And the, does it have any effect one way or another? Yeah. So this season, actually, it had the most Christians uh, ever like on the voice so um you know i got there and immediately when i got there i was i was surrounded by you know all these people that were just cursing like a storm and i'm just like i'm sitting there it's kind of super awkward just kind of like what do i say uh they're all just <laughs> i don't know it, it was kind of really crazy but like uh that was that was during the executive auditions and there were 200 people so it was kind of really hard to like connect to people because there were 200 of us but once it thinned down to 48 of us I really got to, you know, notice the other Christians and we got to hang out more and like, you know, Brenly Brown, uh, Hunter Plague, um, uh, Jack Cassidy, um, Chris Blue, uh, all these amazing people are Christians. So we all got to kind of hang out with one another and, uh, you know, have worship sessions. And it, it was really cool because like even the people that weren't Christians, they really like respected Christianity and they, they really noticed. Like you didn't even have to say. They were just kind of like, oh, you're a Christian, aren't you? And I'm like, yeah. So it's really cool because you get to be a light, not just like, you know, uh, playing on the voice and singing on the voice, but to the people that aren't Christian on the voice, you get to you get to be that light. And they get to see that, you know, these six, seven, eight contestants are all worshiping together near the fire. And they're kind of walking by looking at us. And, you know, it kind of it plants that seed in their mind and their soul. And uh, it was it was a great experience realizing that that was going on on top of it. That's really neat. Yeah. And it's always nice to be in a position where you can be a light and have that impact without even having to, you know, even go out and, and talk to them, but you're just there and you're kind of, you're kind of doing your thing and they start, they start to notice. And I like to ask this question to people in your position. I'm kind of already guessing what your answer is going to be here, but would you recommend to young Christian singers that they audition for things like the voice and then why or why not? So it's really tricky because, um, you know, other shows, are, are very like reality TV show based. They're very kind of like, uh, you know, I'm, I don't want to like call out American Idol, but I'm going to call out American Idol. Um, <laughs> they they look for people that aren't good singers on purpose to put them on TV for like a laughing stuff. Um, and they, the producers and the people treat you horribly on American Idol. So if you're going to audition for a show, uh, I'm not being biased at all by any means. I recommend The Voice because the producers are the most kind-hearted people that you'll ever meet. And like, if you're a Christian singer and you want to audition, like seriously go to open calls. They're in Philly this year. I know. Um, so go to Philly audition for the voice. Um, just 
just pray that God opens that door if it's if it's meant to be, um, and make sure you're really strong in your faith before you before you audition and before you go there because it it will test you. Like there, the amount of tests that happen in Hollywood and LA are insane. So really, like make sure you're founded in Christ and make sure you're really strong. Nothing's gonna shake you, um, and go for it seriously. Like I totally recommend auditioning for The Voice. Yeah, and. From what I've heard, most people say, you know, good or bad, it's an experience that is worth having um, mm-hmm. and that it, that it teaches you a lot. In past podcasts, we've talked a little bit about definitions of Christian and secular. And I don't want to really get caught up in, in necessarily those terms or whatever, so bear with me here. But what would you say to teens or young adults who are in situations, whether up in front of people or in a background role or whatever, who are Christians not only like they're trying not to just survive in a secular environment, but they're trying to make an impact, but they feel like it's just so oppressively secular. Yeah. Um, that's, that's kind of how the voice can get at some times because you know, not, not because everyone has their own schedule. So there'll be times where I'm the only Christian, you know, with the other 40 contestants, you know? So I'm sitting there, they're, they're all talking about, you know, drugs, sex, alcohol, like all these different subjects. And you sit there really awkward, but you just, you sit there and smile and just kind of, close your eyes and you don't have to what what I've learned over time is that you don't have to preach at people you don't have to like declare the name of Jesus like everywhere you go that that you know verbally and like shove it shove the bible down people's throats by just being there and um being a light and being a presence you should you should pray so hard that your presence in a room should impact people you know pray for that power I, I went to this church the other day and the, the pastor was talking about, you know, you shouldn't have to even open your mouth when you walk into a room. You should just walk in there and people should just turn around and realize your presence and realize you're different. So uh, if you're in a really secular environment and you feel pinned, just start praying that that people can can see that difference in you by not even opening your mouth. Just just smile and be that light um, and re- and don't don't <laughs> join in on the secular things. Don't try to fit in with that because it's really easy to start. You know, talking about those things because you want to fit in, but like seriously, keep your mouth shut about those subjects and just don't, you know, don't fall into that, that peer pressure or anything. Just really, really just sit there and pray and, um, you know, just, just be there, be a presence. Yeah. I think it's important that we don't run from those situations because mm-hmm. that's the easy way out. And for some yeah. people, maybe that's the necessary thing. Uh, but for most of us, I think it's important that we, we face those situations with prayer, with seeking God out, with saying, okay, I'm not going to survive this situation by myself, but I still need to be here and I still need to be a light. Um, One of the running themes of our podcast is kind of all things to the glory of God, um, obviously from 1 Corinthians 10.31. And this may seem like an obvious question, um, but how do we specifically do music to the glory of God, making him our focus and not an afterthought? And kind of as a follow-up question to that, can we do this when we sing songs that don't mention God in the song? Okay, yeah, that's a really good question. Um, you know, having having God in your songs is is really important, and it's not just like when I'm writing a song, I I don't always you know put the name Jesus or God in the song. Um, like my new song, it's fine. It's talking about just you know how wonderful life is. It's just it's really a basic feel good song, um, and you know, it's really important to keep God, God, the focus in your mind uh, when you're singing music. Because if it, if He's the focus in your mind, uh, He'll definitely just, you know, seep out and be the focus in other people's minds. You don't have to, you know, forcibly, you know, 
you know, I don't know how to say it, but um, you don't have to forcibly uh, shoot God into other people's minds through music. You you can seriously just infatuate yourself in God when you're singing and realize, you know, every word is is sung to Him, um, and it, it'll it'll just it'll show on stage. Oh yeah, you know, people will just be like, wow, that's you know, that's directed towards God, even though it doesn't even mention God, it, it's still directed towards God. And I'm not saying like do only those songs. Of course, do worship songs. Of course, do um, you know Christian songs that you know have the name of Jesus in there, or you know talk about Christianity. But you don't always have to. You know, a lot of Christians I realize that um, are so are so set on you know you if you're singing, you have to sing these songs, and you cannot sing any other song. Um, and I've, I've run across a lot of those Christians, and you know that's not the way it's supposed to be. Uh, there's a lot of beautiful music out there that isn't considered Christian. Um, that are still really uplifting. So I call them uplifting songs. You know, they're songs that make you feel good, and you can completely direct those songs towards God. Um, and it's it's a really cool thing when you do that because it's not really normal. When when you hear those songs and you're not a Christian, you know, you just think of like, oh yeah, life's great. But like, if you're a Christian and you listen to these songs, like uh, "Keep Your Head Up" by Andy Grammer is the first one that comes to my head. It's not a Christian song at all. He's not a Christian artist, but. If you if you have that Christian mindset about you, and you sing that at, at a Christian event, and you you center God in your focuses when when you're singing that song, it'll it'll shine through and it'll change the song. It'll change the meaning of the song completely. Yeah, a lot of it is about our intent. A lot of it's about where yeah. where's our heart? Because you can be singing a worship song and totally not have your heart toward God. Exactly. No, it's so easy to like zone out and just just kind of sing the words and sing the melody. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Definitely. And yeah, so I think in all areas of our life, we can make a huge effort to focus on God, but too often, and again, we've talked about this in some past podcasts that we've done, um, but a lot of people just focus too much on the divide between, well, this is Christian music and this is Christian literature and this is secular music and secular literature. And it's like, it's music and it's literature and it depends on what you do it, what you do with it. Um, And I mean, if it helps you enjoy God more. And it's not like causing you to stumble, like then I think it's helpful. I mean, yeah, I was, if the music causes you to stumble, then you know that's on the right on the, the bad scale. But, right, but I mean, if it's helping you enjoy God and enjoy the life yeah. that He's given you more, I mean, I don't know. Obviously, people fall on different sides of this than I do, but mm-hmm. I think I think go for it. There's no there's no one direction. Like everyone everyone stumbles from a different thing. Everyone is uplifted by different right. Things, you know? So uh, it's it all depends on how you worship. It's all depends on how you know uh you notice god exactly as a fun question thrown in here what are your this is going to be very difficult i'm sure what are your current three favorite songs and what are your all-time favorite three artists so during my live streams i do them like every week i get about 20 people asking me these questions (laughs) and i I shut them down i'm like i will not answer that question because it changes every week because that's that's the kind of musician i am but if i had to pick a top three in the moment right now Mm-hmm. Uh, it would be Believer by Imagine uh, by Imagine Dragons, the new song. Um, mm, let's see. That's so hard. <laughs> hmm. Yeah, Believer by Imagine Dragons. Uh, I really like the song Blessings by Chance the Rapper right now. Um, he's not a Christian artist, but. That is, it is a Christian song. He sings it to God. It's a, he's a really confusing artist, but when I when I heard the song, I just completely directed it towards God, and it, it turned into like what we we're talking about, you know, uplifting. 
So um, I like that one right now. And then if I had to pick like like an all time favorite like worship song, uh, I'm really I'm really liking um, Dry Bones by Lauren Daigle. Yeah. yeah, bro, you got good music taste there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then top three favorite artists. Um, I like Twenty One Pilots, not in like a trendy way, but like I've listened to Twenty One Pilots when they first came out as artists, um, and they were nobodies, and nobody heard of them at all. You you would you would say do you like Twenty One Pilots, and people were like, who is that? Nowadays, it's like everyone knows Twenty One Pilots, but I I I can't stand trends. If I had to pick a pet peeve, I hate trends. <laughs> you know, like the the fidget spinners and the slime and the dabbing. Yep. Like I can't stand. I feel like super old saying that but like i i hate trends um but like i, I love to pilots like in an artist way um i really respect their music they're christian and uh you know it's really cool because I, I pull every piece of god out of their songs and it's so cool um so i love to pilots um who else bird talker they're not a really well-known band but they're like a folk indie band it's like a husband and wife they have a really interesting sound so i really like them um and Paramore, probably. Also yeah. good choices. Yeah. That's always, I don't know, it's always fun to me, like, when I'm talking to writers, I ask them about their favorite books. When I'm talking to musicians, I ask them about their favorite music, because everyone's taste is always so yeah. unique. And, and so honestly, them. if you called me up next week and you asked me, those answers would completely change. Yep. I'm that's <laughs> just how it is. <laughs> Same with me. I think that's probably true for most musicians, honestly. Yeah. It's just yep. definitely that way. So kind of tying all this together in kind of a broad general final statement here what would you say to young aspiring christian musicians just as a general overall they're trying to chart the course of their future here what would you say to them i would say um pray about it first not not after the fact pray about it first if you feel that's the direction that god is bringing you and you feel that's the door that he's opening for you Give it your all. If that is your passion and your dream, I, I share this with every single school I go to. If you have a dream or a passion and you want to pursue it, pursue it. Because I never thought, you know, music would be a career for me. But honestly, like, I never want another job. Like, this is all I want to do with my life. Um, I just want to, I want to sing to Jesus. I want to travel around and, you know, make this, make this my living, make this my career um, and reach hearts. But like, if you really want to be a musician, start small. Like, it took me five or six years to get to where I am right now. So don't expect it to happen tomorrow. Um, I started out with a really crappy guitar. And I, I, I went to this coffee shop at a church. And I I just sang. Nobody listened to me because it's a coffee shop. Or it's like a coffee house environment. And everyone's just kind of talking and drinking coffee. And I remember my, my grandma was getting super upset because nobody was listening. Um, but that's how you start. You start at like a coffee house. Nobody listens to you. But you, you sing, you get comfortable on stage. You're going to have stage fright for the first two years. It's just inevitable. You can't fight it. Um, unless you're like already uh, like accustomed to the stage. But just go from there. Start doing concerts and stuff. Um, you know, it takes one person to notice you. It really does. Like, I play a coffee house. One person's like, yo, I want you to open up for this, for this artist at this event at this time. So I'm like, okay. So I open up for them. And then another person's there. They're like, I want you to headline this concert. So then you headline another concert. And you just, you grow from that. Um, and reach out to people, reach out to churches, uh, ask if they're doing like youth events or youth rallies and that you could play on. Um, just really reach out. Don't, don't expect phone calls to happen once you decide to be a musician because it doesn't work like that. You need to make phone calls. You need to reach out. But, um, 
if it's your passion, go through those open doors. I'm serious. It is. You're gonna have the most fun, like ever, if you if you do it. Music is everything. It really is. It's just such. It's not just a job. It's not just music. It's it's an emotion. It's a feeling. It's a story. Um, it's really beautiful. So that's there, my advice. <laughs> there you have it, podcast listeners. Pray about it. Give it your all. And don't give up. Thank you very much for doing this this podcast interview. I really enjoyed doing it. Thank you so much. Well, once again, we here at Reckless Abandon Ministries would like to extend our thanks to Dawson for doing this podcast interview. Check in next week, June 20th, for an interview with Adam Clutinati of the band About a Mile as we talk about lust and sexual temptation. Thank you for listening. This will be my, this will be my Satisfied